0: Ladies and gentlemen, with June Whitfield, Wallace Eaton, and Robertson Hare, here is Frankie Howard. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> yes, car. Now, um... No, how are you? Are you? Good, I wish I was, I'll tell you. No, I mean, no, listen, I'm in a bit of a tiz tonight. No, no, don't laugh, love. No, I used to, I don't, ah, now, you see, I've got a little uh, property to sell. And it's, I don't live there myself. it's a little property I used to, I'm living in digs now, you see. I don't live there myself. it's a bit damp. And uh, at least the lucky purchasers won't have to worry about carpets. They'll have fitted mildew. But
1: it's got, <laughs>
0: no, it's got full, no, it's, you see, this is this property I've got to sell. It's got uh, full central heating. And you see, with the dam, that's another advantage, because you get it going full blast, you can have breakfast and a Turkish bath at the same time! <laughs> and then there's, well, you know, and then there's the air conditioning, at least that's what I call it, because you might say the doors and windows don't shut, but it's just, <laughs> it's just a matter of opinion. And apart from that, it has some whimsical features. There's a spiral staircase, and uh, well, it was straight when I bought the place, but it's all... No, it's this unseasoned timber. I take liberties, and th- this p- uh, property—it's it's ideal for a keen gardener, because there's all this grass coming up everywhere. But <laughs> I've had it kept under control. You only have to mow the hall once a week now. <laughs> and the place—the place has a certain historical interest, you know, because uh, they say, legend has it, that Dick Turpin stayed there, at least his horse did. And, uh, <laughs> actually, because I'm not living outside, I'm living in these digs, I'm very comfy there. Mind you, my landlady's a funny woman. Oh, Mother Harris. She, unlistened. I had to laugh this morning. She burst into my room, all of a lather.
2: Oh, oh, Mr. H. I'm afraid you'll have to go without your breakfast this morning.
0: Don't tell me they'd cut the gas off again.
2: Oh, no, nothing like that. The woof-woof men are in the neighbourhood. The woof-woof man? Yes.
0: What is she barking about?
2: What's the matter with you? Oh, Mr. H, this is a chance of a lifetime. Oh? I've got ten tins of it. Ten tins if of it? When he knocks at the door, I've only got to get in the right answer and I'll win £500. Yes, and six months' supply of woof-woof and a diamond-studded dog collar. diamond stuff? You haven't even got a dog.
0: Well you could wear the collar as a tiara, I suppose.
2: Oh, well, anyway, I can't stop. I'm going down the front room to keep watch. Oh,
0: I shouldn't bother. They never never knock anywhere. They just drive round in their dog kennels. They won't bother. Oh,
2: he's here. He's here. It's the Woof Woof Man. Oh, come on, help me with the tens, Mr Howard. Carry on, all right. I'll do
0: it for half the prize. Right. Ah, good morning, madam. I'm the Woof Woof Man. Would you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) They've even got him on a lead. Poor, poor little Barker. Now... (laughs) Put a bowl of water down for him. Ah, I see you have the tins, madam. Now, here is the question, and I must have the answer in five seconds. Oh, I say, oh, now, don't rush me. You'll get me all flustered. Now, now, the question is, what does one woof-woof dog say to another woof-woof dog? Have you heard the latest Shaggy Man story?
1: (laughs)
2: Oh,
0: Very droll, sir, but the lady has to answer. Come uh, along, what's the answer?
2: It? Yes, uh, I had it a minute ago. It's, uh, uh, woof, woof, gives you that leftovers feeling. No,
1: no, no, no sorry,
2: good. sorry, the time is up. Oh, I do
0: wish someone would win this £500. I've been on all fours for three hours. Oh, thanks for the water. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Poor little devil.
2: Oh well, I suppose I'd better go and get you lunch.
0: Yes, I needn't tell you what it was. <laughs> You're right. Well, now I've got a silky skin <laughs> and a cold nose. <laughs> anyway, let's let's stop. Oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I was, oh, I, I guess no. I've been asked to do another TV series, you know, for the BBC. Based, no, this is a, a, a no, a sort of good class thing. It's based on the legal profession, <laughs> because they, they they no, they said I've had a lot of experience in courts and. <laughs> The last time was for not having a tele license and i I defended myself you know brilliantly of course the judge had been got at i was fined 10 quid and my set was confiscated well i didn't know they could do that did you because i found out later the judge hadn't got a set source anyway we made we made a trial program and i played in this trial program the the handsome brilliant razor-sharp advocate Sir Francis Boyd Mason, QC. Let's see what you think of it. Bill, can we have a playback? Let's play this back, see if they like it. Hello? This is Sir Francis Boyd Mason's chambers? No, not here at the moment. He's having his wig tinted. <laughs> like green. <laughs> How vain can you get? I'll give him a message. Yeah, he said he was going down to number one court. Yeah, he doesn't know Wimbledon was over weeks ago. <laughs> Goodbye. Ah, there you are, Flint. Look at this gown, just back from the cleaners, and it's gone up four inches. Hardly covers my briefs. <laughs> legal ones, legal ones. Oh, quite, Sir Francis. Now, what time am I uh, due in court? Half past eleven, Sir Francis. It's the drunk and disorderly. Oh, yes, and I've worked out a very clever defence. I'll make rings round them. Uh, What are our chances? Oh, don't worry, I'll get off. Don't worry. (laughs) Now, apart from that, there's nothing at all in the diary, sir. No, nothing at all. Oh, I haven't been in the headlines for weeks. Look, I need something to bolster my career. Save some poor wretch from the gallows. There is no more capital punishment, sir. Isn't there? (laughs) Have we had a note round? Oh, well, I must do something. You feel such a fool addressing a jury when you haven't got a client. Yeah, I've had a phone call, sir. Yes. Farmer wants you to take his case. He's being sued for bad husbandry, neglecting a farm, eh? That's a heinous crime, not to say criminal. In this day and age, when every acre is vital to the nation's larder, that's should get him three years. He's asked us to defend him, sir. Ah, that's different. <laughs> Poor devil. Being hounded! Hounded! Just because he let things pile up in the cow shed. (laughs) I'll get him off. It's uh, a legal aid case, sir. The fee is two guineas. Two guineas? Oh, he can get himself out of the sheep dip. (laughs) Well, that's it then, sir. We may as well call it today. Yes. I'll go and finish polishing Judge Bonniewell's car. We've got to keep in. This is ridiculous. Boyd Mason, QC, briefless. Mind, passion, please, never again to bring tears to the eyes of the jury. Did you like that bit? It's good, isn't it? <laughs> well, i got a a free pardon. Well, I must admit, sir, you have swayed them in your time. And I will again. I will. Think of my reputation in Inken's inn fields.
2: <laughs>
0: I've had a few romps in there. Between, between cases. <laughs>
2: Sir Francis Boyd Mason. Handsome, brilliant, rather sharp.
0: That'll show you serious it is.
2: I've got to talk to you. I'm in trouble.
1: Are Do you?
0: You'd know? better close the door and tell me all about it.
2: No, I can't tell you. It's locked inside me, this terrible secret. If only I could. But something holds me back. If only I could reveal to you the cruelty, the torment, the heartbreak I've suffered at the hands of this indescribable beast. Who have deliberately broken my spirit and thrown me aside like a soiled glove. If only I could talk about it. <laughs>
1: you
0: must force yourself, dear.
2: Now, you, you don't understand. I'm in urgent need of a brilliant legal brain. Someone whose outstanding ability can cut like a knife through the tangled web of the law and, uh, and, well, uh... Don't
0: rest your case now. Describing me to a tea. Come on.
2: It's my husband. I can't live with him any longer. Life has become one long nightmare. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? All right, dear. All
0: right. You've got the part. All right. You don't get trading stamps for flogging yourself silly. You know. I'm sorry. Yes, that's better. Now, first things first. I um. I didn't get your name.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm distraught.
0: Uh, and the address. <laughs>
2: now i'm i'm lady pamela carson oh are you yes and i i've got to get rid of my husband i want a divorce well
0: i take it you've got grounds lady pamela what does that
2: matter you don't need a garden to get a divorce do you you
0: such fools
2: i'm quite sure i can get a decree for cruelty
0: cruelty oh good we've got to the kinky bit <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well a start at bedtime
0: here we go (laughs) this is where they clear the court
2: (laughs) my husband disappears into the bathroom for anything up to two hours the heartless brute! it's those wretched model belts model boat yes they're an absolute obsession with him he's got the entire home fleet in miniature
0: Denying you the use of the bathroom to play with his model boats for two hours, we can get in for desertion as well.
2: Come. We? I knew you were the man, Sir Francis, to help me. I mean, is it fair that I should be the unwilling partner to this inhuman monster? This creature who's wrecking my life, destroying everything that was decent and worthwhile.
0: Hmm. Apart from that, do you get on all right?
2: Sir Francis, I'm desperate. That's
0: worth noting.
2: (laughs) You must believe me. You've got to help me. Well, how do I know you're telling
0: the truth? This could be a figment of your imagination. Or in other words, you're trying to make me look a right
2: Sir Francis, aren't you? I'll give you anything.
0: I'll take... (laughs) I'll take the case then, definitely. definitely. Now, I suggest you go home, sink into a nice hot bath, before the fleet comes in. (laughs) Good morning, I'll see you in court.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Oh, that's going to make a difference, sir. A rich client. We can hold our heads up, use the canteen again, get the desks back. Yes, and for the first time, I'll be able to go on the barrister's outing. Right, now, Flint, we'll start working on this after lunch. I'm not having lunch, sir. Uh, I'm trying to lose weight. I see. You want to be a lighter, Flint. <laughs> Please yourselves, all right. I don't like this, only say it, you know. Lord Strangeways, the judge presiding. I'll take the cases in order. I see we have Boyd Mason with us in court on this unhappy morning. May we take it ipso facto that he's emerging once again after his only two temporary retirement? Silly <laughs> <Cereal> old fool. <laughs> Looks like a cocker spaniel. <laughs> what was that, Boyd Mason? I'm checking on the legal manual with respect, me lad. I suggest you proceed. At once, my lad. Uh, mm, 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 I shall not beat. <laughs> <laughs> I shall not beat about the bush, my lad. Normally one cannot see the wood for the trees, my lad. But in this instance, the path is clear-cut, and not a thorn in sight. Is this a case for a lecture on gardening? <laughs> Silly old twit. What was that? You're such a wit, Milad. Very well, proceed. Thank you, uh, Milad. Now, n- 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 nember, n- n- of the jury. There is no jury. This is a divorce court. No jury, Milad. Do you mean you're on your Tod? Milad? Yes, and you've been nipped in the bud. Oh, on the slippery slopes, I've slubbed, my lad. Yes, you should. <laughs> Forty love. <laughs> you should. Get on with get oh, on with it. yes. Now, Milad, <laughs> I will prove beyond a shadow of doubt that my client, this attractive young piece, in her prime, as I see you've noticed by the way your wig's curling, <laughs> murky old Milad. Go on she must be freed from her marriage contract. She has suffered humiliation upon humiliation, wilting from wedlock. (laughs) (laughs) And I shall call my first witness, and she will relate to you all the harrowing things. And finally, my lad, I submit. We all submit. (laughs) You've been talking for six hours. Ah, well, I got wound up a bit. All this legal stuff, I couldn't find a full stop. Very well. Divorce granted. Oh. If I'm not home soon, there'll be another one. I'll take the case. (laughs) After that, Lady Pamela and I saw a lot of each other. In fact, three months later, we were married. Very happily, too, until one night.
2: You've been in that bathroom for two hours. Well, I hadn't finished my manoeuvres.
0: I've sunk three crews destroyer. Oh, this is... I, I don't know. I, I had a submarine somewhere. Oh! It's all right. I found it. Oh, nautical Francis. I, um... I, I must, I had a surprise, I had a surprise the other week, when I popped down to the war office. I guess what it was, they wanted my greatcoat back.
1: <laughs> I thought
0: they'd get round to it eventually. Still it's done me well over the years, but actually it wasn't that at all, because the fellow I thought was very pleasant, you know the type, all pips and pontification. <laughs> now, there's a word to mull over, isn't it? Some of ignorant, you know, I'm not ignorant. My IQ is just deep down. <laughs> Where the dirt is. <laughs> say in the ads anyway I went down to the war office here we are this must be the war office I can see all those generals in the basement still working on their memoirs oh excuse me Howard my dear chap do come in dolly nice to see you I oh, hope you. we haven't put you out? No, no, no. doctor. No. Well, the thing is, hard, old chap. We'd like you to do another tour for us. Yes. I, I know the last trip was pretty hellish for you. What with the weather and the location, I, uh, I understand things got a bit ugly. Oh, I certainly did. I mean, Saturday night in Aldershot is no picnic, you know. <laughs> well, now, uh, this time we'd like to go a little farther afield. Germany, as a matter of fact. Ah, yeah. yes, the land of fattening frankfurters, and frolicky frauleins. <laughs> well, we got everything fixed up, and the next morning, I was on the plane. I must say, it wasn't very comfortable. No seats. We were all strap hanging. <laughs> right lads, this is it. Get ready. And Mr Howard, are you all set? Yes. But are we coming in to land? Oh, no landing this trip, sir. This is a training exercise for the paratroops. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's your chute, and we'd like it back. Shoot! I'm not jumping out. I wish to be conveyed to the ground in one piece. Well, I mean, i bruise like a peach. <laughs> oh, you'll be all right, sir. Not to worry, just roll over three times when you hit the ground. Roll over? with two suitcases and a piano accordion. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in these tight, shark hipsters, there's no margin for error, you know. Oh, not to worry, sir. I'll be jumping with you. Red light on. Off you go, lads. They don't hang about, do they? Off you go, sir. Look, I can't. I tell you, I can't. Whoop! I have. <sighs> so he didn't have to push me so hard, did he? And this shoe's not going to open. I'm oh, not even the right way up shocking What a way to arrive, sped eagle over a piano accordion. My arpeggio would never be the same again. Well, sir, that wasn't it too bad. You did very well. Well, there wasn't much option, was there? I mean, I wasn't it My suitcase came under halfway down. That was nice. I mean, my knickers drifting over, nine even. <laughs> Well, now, if you will just follow me, sir, we're only a couple of miles from the camp. Just a trot. Yeah, for a horse, not for me. <laughs> oh, Howard. Oh-ho. Oh, good to see you. I'm Colonel ponsby Spice. Oh, oh yes. I... Why don't you loosen something, for goodness sake? <laughs> <laughs> must be an agony. No, oh, me... oh, no, no. Let me get you a drink. Uh, how would you like it? Stiff? Rigid. <laughs> I want something to lean on. Ah, here's the entertainment officer. Make yourselves acquainted. I'll get you that drink. Ah, thank you.
2: Hello. (laughs) I've been detailed to supply anything you want. Pardon? (laughs) I'm a lieutenant in the ranks, but you can call me Stella.
0: I was a layabout in the ranks. (laughs) And you can call me anytime. Mm.
2: Mm. I'm going to take you under my wing. For a little flutter. <laughs> oh, flirty flounces. You know, we've got everything here in the way of recreation.
0: Well, when I recreate, nothing gets in my way.
2: <laughs> There's tennis, mm-hmm. swimming. Mm-hmm golf Mm. would you like would you like a little outdoor sport
0: you leave me a phone number yes
2: now you're teasing stella you know i meant a little fun and games
0: precisely
2: till tomorrow then i'm just off for a little squash
0: it must be in that uniform Oh, she's a sport. She's a sport. I did another 18 concerts in 12 days. And the audiences were hostile. I'd had all these gags and whimsies about Russia, they all fell on stony ground. Then I twigged. They dropped me behind the Iron Curtain. (laughs) I still think it was deliberate. Mind you, I had no trouble getting back, because I was exchanged for something very valuable. Three and a weight of corned beef. (laughs) And an LP of the Beatles. Oh, it was a hard day's night for Francis. (laughs) I was uh, I was strolling round the West End the other afternoon, enjoying the exhaust fumes, and uh, and I had a very unusual experience, even for the West End. Uh, show's just starting, sir. Pardon? Artistic representation, sir. You can see one September morn, sunset in Hawaii, and beauties of the world. Really? I had no idea there was an art gallery up this alley. <laughs> well, I suppose I could browse for an hour or two, taking some culture. Yeah, as long as, uh, as long as you are not the law. Law? Well, I should hardly call a brocade waistcoat and a cream blazer plain clothes, would you? I'm known in dressy circles as Francis the Pop. <laughs> OK, sir, in you go. It's very dark for an art gallery. It's full of middle-aged art lovers. Oh, men. Just sitting round. I can't even see any pictures. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Welcome to this week's artistic presentations. I think we have something to titillate you all. Now, making a welcome return is our very own Denise. Oh, oh, goody, goody. (laughs) Denise is back. I've missed her. There she is, in her own interpretation of one September morn. I thank you. One September morn? She must have left home in a hurry.
2: <laughs> Not
0: even a handbag to cover her confusion. <laughs> Will you kindly sit down, sir? You're obstructing my view of Denise's interpretation. What <laughs> an anxious little art lover. <laughs> Stop bobbing about all oh, thing upon thing. You dirty old devil. I've a good mind to breathe on your opera glasses. Now, gentlemen, while Denise goes off to change. Change? <laughs> change what? The colour of her toenails? We shall present Shirley, Ursula, and Mimi in Sunset Over Hawaii. Oh! been a very hot day too. For oh, the last time, sir, will you stop jumping up and down if you know appreciation of art? Now, gentlemen, for our final presentation, Beauties of the World. And, gentlemen, I would ask you once again to stay behind the white ropes. Last week, Miss Spain lost her mantilla.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm surprised to hear she was wearing one. Here we are, then, Beauties of the World. Oh, this is too much. I'm not standing for this any longer. I want words with the manager. Do you have to make this disturbance, sir? You are spoiling the mood for others. I can't help that. I want to make a serious complaint. I, I pay half a guinea to be cooked up in here for six hours. And what do I find? These young females flaunting their willy nillys. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's lovely skippious. I want something done about it. Oh, so you want your money back? No, I don't. I want a membership card and a seat at the front
1: <laughs> with the true art lovers.
0: And why not my art? Thank you. It's been a marvellous thought. I tell you, I just, that's the West End for you. Well, I don't see much of it these days, you know, because I think... Well, I think you don't, because I'm always travelling in this business. You're always on the move. With an act like mine, it pays to dodge about a bit. <laughs> and of course, you see, some of these pro digs, we have to put up with these pro digs and you know, these for the theatricals. And these landladies up to all the tricks, you know. The last one I stayed in was only twenty-one bulb in my bedroom. It was Wednesday before I found out I was sharing. Shoot, <laughs> she had two kinds of borders. the quick and the starving. <laughs> Mind you, that was some time ago. All that, you know, is digs before I became a household name, like. Well, I mustn't de- advertise disinfectants, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> it's, all, it's all hotels now, of course, and I must tell you, the last one I honoured was brand new. They were still putting the furniture in. Well, to give you an idea, they had 94 bedrooms and only four beds. <laughs> Can't you do get to know people that way, but... Here, Ethan, you'd have died. Listen to me, I had a sk- one night I had a skulk round the corridors. because <clears> oh <throat> no, why skulk? Oh, what? Oh, I like a bit of skulking. And I met this... I met this gorgeous... Ooh! She was... This girl standing by the door of her room, in her neglige. And I nodded, and she nodded. All very friendly, you see. And an hour later, I happened to pop out again, and she was standing there in the doorway, you see. So I nodded, and she nodded. And that's how it was all night. Nodding-doing. I suppose, I suppose, you've all had your own experiences at hotels. And one, one or two you don't mind talking about. <laughs> no, I've always found the best hotels are afloat. Don't, have you been on these luxury liners? Have you been on one of those? Oh, these cruises, luxury cruises, they're very nice, you know. Because I remember the first one. God, I felt such a fool because I was a bit green. It wasn't the weather either. <laughs> no, you see, the first night out, they said, no one dresses for dinner. Yes, yes! And like a fool, I thought, how informal can you get? I don't mind telling you it took me an hour to pluck up courage and go down. And even then I'd be on the menu. What a nasty draught you can get from those portholes. Well, uh, the thing is, no, but foreign travel does broaden the mind, doesn't it? No, you pick up quite a few of the local customs. Take Singapore, for instance. Singapore. Now, you almost know when a rickshaw's engaged because the coolie sticks the glove over one ear. <laughs> That's Singapore. And I i, I, now, I just told down the harbour in Singapore and I heard this fellow shouting, you know, just what like, just I like do at home, trip round the bay, five dollars. And next to him, there was another chap shouting, trip round the bay, fifty cents. So I said to the secretary, I said, I don't understand how you, how you can do it, so cheap. I mean, that fellow's charging five dollars and you're only charging fifty cents. Ah, he said, it's all a matter of overheads, you see. He's got a boat. <laughs> oh, they're a funny lot. Oh, they're a strange crowd. But, no, listen, it's coming home through the customs that you, you have to be careful. They make you feel so guilty, I mean, even when you're not. Last time I just walked away, trying not to limp. <laughs> well, I mean, those expanding wash straps do cut into your thighs, don't they? They cut into your thighs. But now I won't bother to go abroad for, for a bit now, because, uh, well, you can't when they've confiscated your passport, can they? Now, oh, look at the time! What the washing up to do, I shall... Well, I'd better go now. Well, we'll see you next week, eh? Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Thank you. And for the last 30 minutes, you've been with June Whitfield, Wallace Eaton-Robertson here, and Frankie Howard. The script was by Charles Hart and Peter Bishop. The show produced by Bill Wesley.